0: Welcome to Outside the Box, ready to say no to the police. Today's topic is, No More Cops? There are lots and lots of calls these days to defund the cops, or dismantle police forces, or deconstruct, or delegitimize, or choose the D word of your choice. Would this help our communities to feel safer and more secure? It's awfully hard to trust the police these days. In a previous Outside the Box, I talked about a 50-year-old experiment, partially successful, in demilitarizing the police. But is that goal still relevant today, when so many are demanding the abolition of police forces? Why do we have police and law enforcement The usual answer is to protect the public from lawbreakers or to maintain law and order. But really? Some would say to protect people's property or to protect white people from threats from darker-skinned people. What is the role of police and what should it be? There are multiple issues here. The purpose of the police is one, For law and order, or to protect those with privilege from those without? What roles do cops play now? Mental health and substance use counselor, mediator, de-escalator, arresting, or giving citations to suspected violators of the law? What roles should they give up to others who are trained much more than police for specific situations? Can they relate to the community they work in, so the public trusts rather than fears them? Would public dollars be better spent on mental health, education, affordable housing, access to health care, better paying jobs, and other community services than on police, especially given recent deaths of black people at the hands of cops? Much of the public might accept social workers instead of police for mental health and substance use situations. They may support educators as school resource officers. They might prefer counselors, mediators, anger management trainers, and or domestic violence or sexual assault advocates to address family violence issues. Many believe there's still a war on crime begun in the 1970s. Should it be ended, the war on crime has been declared a colossal failure for locking up too many people for too long, especially because of racism. After all, crime rates have gone down significantly in the last 25 years, even as the numbers of police have been reduced as well. But here's the big stumbling block, I think. Many fear that the absence of police will mean social chaos. Those accused of murder running free, property theft and destruction, the disintegration of quote-unquote law and order, more guns, more pepper spray, more burglaries, more people afraid to leave their house, a fear of being a crime victim that's taking over people's lives. The war on crime and stepped-up media coverage has instilled a fear in the public, even as crime itself continues to decrease. How do other nations and societies, which have a much lower crime and incarceration rate, handle the fear of chaos and people out of control? Some European countries have a much higher percentage of their budgets spent on wages and social benefits, more gun control laws, and less of a gun-will-protect-you culture less income inequality, and fewer being left out of the economy. In five countries, the UK, New Zealand, Iceland, Ireland, and Norway, most police do not carry guns. Police forces are expensive, too. A large city's police budget can dwarf all other expenditures. In Baltimore, a recent graph of the city's quote-unquote general funds budget shows police at 509 million dollars compared to 44 million for recreation and parks 41 million for public health 39 million for housing and community development and 12 million or less for arts and culture homeless services employment development and civil rights that does not include what is spent in baltimore For education jails public transit water sewer and waste disposal and other expenses picked up by other city or county agencies in my hometown of bangor the police budget of 10 million dollars is about one-fifth of the city's budget of just under 50 million not including the costs of public education of my county's budget of 20 million dollars just under $5 million goes to the sheriff and another $7 million is spent for the county jail. Even as crime rates fell beginning in the 1990s, police budgets continued to rise, in part because of public, especially politicians, promoting the war on crime to address public, especially white people's, fears. More technology, tasers, surveillance equipment, tear gas, rape kits, etc. also increased the cost. And police unions and associations, gaining greater influence and stoking racial and class fears, promoted themselves as the best way to reduce crime. But police are trained to fight crime with force, a militarized approach. If someone is randomly shooting people, that might be the only way to stop the violence but these cases are extremely rare. The vast, vast majority of cases do not involve life and death and most not even violent behavior, nor is a violent response necessarily the only or best solution. Some so-called crimes could be decriminalized, like drug use. Some could be declared public health rather than criminal problems, like substance use disorder or mental health-related situations. Some could be resolved through restorative justice programs, or counseling, or peer support. What would defunding or eliminating the police mean? Would all of the current roles of the police be met in another way? We need to exercise our collective imaginations to find answers to this important question. What should the role of police, if any, be in our society? How can we get from where we are now to that point? I'm Larry Danziger, wanting whoever provides security in our communities to be unarmed.